This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Kate Cruz recording live in Chicago at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT and Digital Health and RCM Conference. Today, I am with Deborah Akinelli. And Deborah, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role at your organization? Sure. I am the Clinical Director of Early Start Therapy, and we are in the pediatric mental health space. Interesting. Excited to hear more about that. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most and why? Ah, oh my goodness, so many things, but you said pick the most. So um, I would say really the accessibility of digital health solutions and the impact that that has on, the potential impact it has on patient outcomes. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording about health literacy and kind of the role that technology is playing in that. Can you discuss a little bit more on that? Oh, yes, absolutely. So uh, I think health literacy is one of those things that can sometimes be a little bit hard to define, but it really boils down to the idea that patients are much more informed about the choices that they can be making, the um, the steps that they can be taking to invest in their own well-being and improved health outcomes. And I think it has a really big potential to impact preventative care and certainly to be able to uh, do things like decrease the dependence on prescription medications and, and just like improve healthcare outcomes as a whole. And the beauty of the current landscape that we're in right now, where we have more technological tools and, and finally, yet healthcare is starting to pay attention to all the advances in technology that we have now. And, uh, and so I think that with all of these channels and with all these tools, there are more opportunities for patients to access information in a way that is not restricted to having a doctor's appointment and, and to be able to access it as they go through the day-to-day lives. Because I do think that's one of the barriers to health literacy is people are caught up in so many other things that it's really difficult to embed all of these healthcare-related items into their existing day. Well, and I want to I want to hear your perspective on as a healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. I wonder about your thoughts on accessibility versus, you know, someone who's not in healthcare. Do you think that healthcare providers and people in the industry kind of have a disconnect from access and accessibility like that? I I think I think disconnect is a good way to put it. Uh, I think really what it is, is there are different priorities if you're a healthcare provider and if you are healthcare uh, supplier or um, healthcare vendor. And and one of those challenges, uh, one of the challenges that come with those different priorities is just not understanding what accessibility means from each perspective. Definitely. So with that, what are some top priorities with technology at your organization and like the big issues that you're trying to solve? Breaking down those silos. And so improving communication across the different 
departments that all influence patient outcomes, but don't necessarily have enough insight into each other to be able to, uh, I think, integrate their workflows. And so, I mean, we can see that those silos in larger hospital systems where you've got these different departments who maybe don't even know that they exist. They don't know what they do, but they're all supposed to be sort of in theory working together to enhance patient outcomes. Definitely. Um, that leads me really well into my next question of what are some examples of specific instances where integration of informatic solutions and technology have led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? Yeah. So within our organization, we have different channels and different platforms where the goal is really to bring the entire team together to be able to talk about what's going on with the patient, what the next steps are, uh, and which team member's role is sort of um, encompassing whatever needs to happen next. And and because at the end of the day, you know, you think about a system, a system com is comprised of people, individuals who have different priorities. And so you certainly have people who might go into a position and they're really thinking about what information they need in order to be able to complete their tasks and, you know, complete their work, do whatever they need to do, and then, you know, either move on to the next task or be done for the day. And so what we've really done is we created an internal app that centralizes the patient information and sort of making sure that all the parties on the team who need to have access to real-time information that they need to make decisions, that they need to take next steps, that information is available in the same place. And so everyone can access the same information, which means that whenever there is a conversation that's happening about a patient, there's the same frame of reference that's being used. And so what, what we're seeing is there is improved communication across the team. There is an increased understanding of what each team member actually does. And, and what that's done is uh, sort of based on our model, which is very much about building relationships with caregivers and making sure that there are tools that are available for caregivers to support the needs of our patients is, you know, we're able to empower the direct service provider with the information that they need about what may be going on at home or what perhaps the caregiver reported to the care coordinator on the team uh, and then embed that information into their direct service as opposed to, you know, maybe finding out after the fact or, or just not knowing at all. I'd imagine that really also improves um, patient experience overall, Absolutely. in addition to, you know, physician burnout, well-being, and just overall, like you said, communication between mm -hmm. the departments. What is a piece of advice you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? Mm -hmm. um, it's here and it's only gonna keep growing. And I think healthcare is usually one of the last industries to adopt new technology. And of course it makes sense because there's so many different regulations and there's so many different moving parts. There's just so many things. And um, and so I, uh, I, I think that the most important thing is for healthcare leaders to recognize that these changes are inevitable and uh, they may be incremental, but they are inevitable. And so really important to be able to prepare team members who may not be 
open to new technologies so that they have an understanding and they're equipped to be able to adopt these new technologies, but then also to be really clear on what it is that you're actually trying to accomplish. That I have a really good follow-up question for that. So how, how do you bridge the gap between people who are really excited about technology and maybe those that are more hesitant? How do you get everyone on the same page? That is an excellent question. And, and I think it really comes down to, again, going back to this understanding that people make up systems and that people who may be hesitant to adopt new technology, there's a reason, there's a very human reason. And so sometimes bridging the gap is as simple as, as just starting a conversation and then finding common ground. And so that may mean that the person who is sort of the early adopter who wants to jump on every single bandwagon of technology has to maybe slow down a little bit and give some space from the person who is completely averse to the idea of trying something new, the opportunity to really become comfortable and to find success. Definitely. Thanks for answering that. Sure. Five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations and how should leaders prepare? Hmm. I think that there will be many more digital products, many more digital solutions, uh, many more options for all of the above. And, and I think that there, there are some things that we are, I think, still wrestling with now that are going to just be commonplace. I mean, I think about COVID and how there, there always has been a conversation about telemedicine and the benefits. And there, there was this really, again, really incremental, really slow process of adoption, but then COVID happened and then no one had a choice, mm -hmm. but it was either uh, telemedicine or nothing. And, and so that I think really um, encapsulates this idea of what can happen over just like the span of a couple of years to make something that seemed unthinkable at one time just become commonplace. And of course, COVID is a really extreme example, but, but I do think that with the, just all the conversations around AI, specifically generative AI and all the things that it can do and all the ways that the big tech companies are just frankly competing with each other to uh, present the best solutions, it is going to spark a, just a, a shift in the way that we think about technology in general, but specifically within healthcare. Definitely. That's really interesting. Deborah. thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Is there anything else our listeners should know? Um, nothing that comes to mind except just, you know, technology and healthcare is the future. And I think it's really exciting to be a part of the conversation and uh, a part of the process and figuring out how to make it work so that we are able to keep our focus on what's best for our patients. Definitely, Deborah. thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.